Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a game week edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. I am merely Bo. He is the great Z. Here we go, buddy. We Dude, spend all of these weeks, we go. all of these shows, uh, breaking down all of this stuff around the game. And now, finally, we have a game, and it kind of feels like it could be a dandy. So it's got all of the things that you want heading into an opener. Ah, buds have been found. I did take him, Gibbe. Give a rolling his eyes. Of course me. he is. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. You know what? I, I'm I'm pumped. We're two days away from the kickoff of the NFL season. You had a draft last night. I had a draft last yeah. night. It's all starting to feel, in the words of the great Jim Dunham, it's all starting to feel very real that this season is coming. And uh, for the Browns, it begins, obviously, September the 11th, Charlotte, North Carolina, in a game that if you were to say, all right, you're opening the season against a rando NFC South team that's not even supposed to be a team of consequence. You'd say, sure. okay, this is a juiceless opener. I yeah. couldn't disagree anymore, given the stat, the fact that it is Baker, given the fact that it is a game that you feel like with you know your quarterback being suspended, you've got to find a way to win. This is a monster one, in my opinion. This is a big, big game for the Cleveland Browns, and, and here it is. And talk speculation, what's this team going to look like with Jacoby Brissett and Week one always produces tremendous overreactions because sure. it is one week of the NFL season. But I think it's an important one to have the overreaction being, okay, the Browns are going to be just fine. Yeah, I I think it's – it's we said before we started the show, this is the biggest opener since I've been here. And I don't know how – you know, you predate me, obviously, by several years. But um, this is my fifth season on the show, and this feels like the most important one for me. It's not a conference – game it's not a division game it's not any of those things um but it is in a way we've used the word referendum and all of those things i think are appropriate because of who the quarterback for the other team is um and the idea that there has to be when you look at this schedule and you're waiting until week 12 for deshaun watson to return to this team there has got to be games on the schedule that are dubs in order for those games with deshaun watson to matter and this rest assured is one that needs to be a dub so there's real pressure to this one, let alone the Baker stuff. This is one where you looked at and said, boy, we got to get that one. We do. And so there is a great deal of importance on this game on Sunday, and I think it adds some juice to it. My guess is that every television in Northeast Ohio will be on this game. Um, if you are a Browns fan, you will find it because let's we'll be very honest. I think that there were certainly some who thought that another year of Baker Mayfield was something that they were for. The organization felt differently, moved off of it. But that part of it is real, and it can't be ignored this week. It can't be ignored. It is very real. And why, even though the Browns are an underdog in this game, the Browns, I, I agree with you, need to go out there and find a way to get a win because I think as you look at the course of this schedule, number one, the win would be huge. It would stop something that, that has been unique to the Browns, which is an inability to win uh, in week one. Yeah. It's date, I think we're 17 years now. No other team has gone more than a decade without a win in, in the opening game, and so we're more than due. Then you get to come home, you get the Jets, Steelers, you have a chance to then really start building, but it takes that first one, and this is a team that's got some talent on it. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you look at their defensive side of the ball, the majority of people who are playing for this team on their defense, it's like 
Brian Burns was a first-round pick in 19. Derek Brown, first-round pick in 20. Uh, Yatur Gross Matos, a second-round pick in 20. Shaq Thompson was a first-round pick. Dante Jackson, their corner, second-round pick. Jeremy Chin, second-round pick. C.J. Henderson was a first-round pick. J.C. Horn, a first-round pick. And then Xavier Woods has been in the league now for a while and been a very productive player. So they they have high investment talent on this football team to the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. And the Browns are going to have to be ready to match. I mean, offensively, D.J. Moore is a first-round pick. Marshall's a second-round pick. Their left tackle's a first-round pick. Right tackle's a second-round pick. Baker was the first overall pick. Christian McCaffrey was a first-round pick. So this is a team that's got a lot invested in their guys, uh, early picks. And, and look, for them, the NFC's so wide open that they could be a team of consequence. I mean, there are – I think they flipped. I think they sure. flipped as long as – you know, Baker had a nice camp. By their, by all, all accounts down there, they had a nice camp, and they kind of went from a team that you thought maybe, okay, where are we going to? Okay, we're all in. Let's go all in to try to make the playoffs this year, and let's see what we can do to, to support Baker Mayfield and see what happens. Yep. I think, yes, you're exactly right about that, and so now this is a game that has some, some juice on both sides, and they're, both sides want to get this one done. And, yeah, it is a big one. And you know what? You've you've got you had a whole lot of time to game plan for this. We know Baker very well. He knows us well. We know the things that he excels at, and he can still make darn good throws. I mean, he's not going to go out there and be a jabroni on the corner, but you know that there are situations you can put him in that become advantageous for your defense getting the football, and the Browns need to find ways to do that, whether it's showing him things he's never seen before from the Browns, whether it's just flat-out dominating a rookie tackle. I mean, look, sixth overall pick. Obviously, they think highly of him. There's a big difference between being the sixth overall pick and then starting your career against Miles Garrett. You know, mm -hmm. that's not an easy thing to do. Jerome Ford walks by getting ready there for his is. NFL yeah. debut. This is – it's a kind of a fun one. I, I spent this morning watching all of the snaps of the Panthers uh, preseason when the starters were playing on mm -hmm. both sides. How much should they give their, their ones in the preseason? A decent amount, especially in this last game. They played all, most of the first half against the hmm. Bills, who played none of their starters. The Bills didn't play anybody, but they played their starters. And I can tell you what jumped out to me is that their offensive line struggles to protect, and that's even against some of the backups of the Buffalo Bills, but that their defensive line, and again, this was against the backups, but the Derrick Brown, Derrick Brown looked like a monster. And I know he was a monster coming out of uh, Auburn. He looked really good. Their interior pressure looked pretty good. But we're strong at our guard position, and that's something we're going to be, you know, lean on Joel Batonio and Wyatt Teller in that regard. They've got good corners, as I talked about, a good back five. They they look good in that game. But, again, it was starters versus backups. They should yeah. look good in that game. And they did. And they did. Uh, some, some roster news for us, Drew Forbes. We mentioned this on the initial 53, that it would be something that would be uh, fluid. It is. So Drew Forbes waived, claimed by the Lions. Dorsey, Dorsey of course, drafted him. So yep. no surprise there. There would be some familiarity. Jordan Kunashik, who you love a lot, was Kunashik. signed back to the practice squad, practice squad today. Joe Haig comes in, the tackle, and then tight end Jesse James, who we remember very well from his time in Pittsburgh. That's right, and both of actually Joe Haig, he spent a year in Pittsburgh. He was on the Super Bowl champion 2020 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and both of these guys are just veterans. And, you know, in the, the deal with, with Joe Haig, it makes you wonder about two things because I don't know which is uh, – and, I'm you know, you're, we're going to get injury reports this week. They, they're going to be compelled to do that, which they are not necessarily compelled to do in camp. And that is with Joe Haig, it makes you question, okay, is Jack Conklin going to be ready? Yeah. And then also, is Chris Hubbard going to be ready? It's been a while since we've seen Chris Hubbard out there. And so that is those questions when you go and you get rid of a guard for a tackle, 
He's got 72 career games, 39 starts. He's been a right tackle uh, for his career. Um, was with the Indianapolis Colts, was originally a fifth-round pick, and 16 was with them. That's where he did the majority of his starts. He started five games the last two years, Joe Haig. Um, and, and so I wonder about that signing and what that means, if it means anything. But it feels like it does. It feels like we had four tackles on the roster, sure. which is plenty. You're not going to have more than three active on a game day. So th- it just it, it gives me – that one puzzled me a little bit, and it gives me just a little bit of pause in terms of, okay, what does this actually mean? With Jesse James, he's now the third tight end. You know, this guy's we been – We thought le- we'd need one. Yeah, he's been in the league for eight years. Uh, 102 career games, 63 starts. He's got 1,500 yards and 12 touchdowns. Um, he's more of a blocker, but he can catch the ball's best season was 423 yards with Pittsburgh in 2018. But, you know, your third tight end when you have two guys. Chief does it all. Harrison Bryant improving as a blocker, but more of a pass catcher. And then this guy's more of, I think, like a traditional, what they'd call a Y, an inline tight end. So there you go on that. When will we get coach again? Is he tomorrow? Availability on him today? Tomorrow. Yeah, like it is one o'clock. Manana. Tomorrow at one. We'll, tomorrow so we one. will get some clarity on Kinda. what's going on at the tackle position yep. uh, tomorrow because that is, that's one that I would not have had either as we went into uh, the weekend. How much uh, did you enjoy your weekend? Was it rainy? I mean, it was just brutal here. Rain all weekend. Rain today. I mean, this is this October. Is no, this it's is not April. Great. This is not, not great. Not now. This is not what we're yeah. – this isn't in the brochure. And we had a beautiful day at the lake, tubing – pure joy saturday saturday yeah, and then sunday go. was not but i got the golf friday oh, there you tube go. saturday so i had two good and then you know you never want it to be gray at the lake because it's not as fun but you know it ended up being relaxing and chilling and, and you know here we are ready rejuvenated ready to go game week the fact yeah. that today's tuesday even though it feels a lot like a monday means we're a sure. day closer to the games which i like yeah i you know you i watch a lot of college football throughout the weekend and the it's interesting the, those two are clearly my favorite two things to watch are college football and professional football in some order, depending on the mood. Um, but the beautiful mess that college football is juxtaposed to the precision of the NFL. I mean, it feels like a lot of college coaches are bozos. feels like the officials are bozos. The rules are bozos. Nobody knows what targeting is. There was, just oh, to man. give you an idea, there was a game. Uh, Iowa played uh, South Dakota State over the weekend. They scored seven points. They didn't score a touchdown. They won seven to three. Two safeties and a field goal. North Carolina played at Appalachian State. Appalachian State scored 40 points in the fourth quarter and lost. There were wow full houses everywhere across the country, wherever you went, full houses, except for UCLA, where apparently eight people care about UCLA football in Los Angeles. I'm not Sad. sure if you saw that. Um, you saw a classic in the shoe that was like peak Ohio State. I think anytime you have LeBron on, and Bronny are on the field, you got – I mean, my God, Jason Tatum was there. Why is Jason Tatum at a Buckeye game? But he was. Every former notable Buckeye was at that game, and it was a classic. Gibby, you were down there. It was a party yeah. and a half. And I've been down there. I was down there for Texas when Texas played down yeah. there. Oh, like five, six. That was, that was a while ago. Yeah. 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 Like, I've been down there for some big games. The the best Michigan-Ohio State game, The you know, the 42-39 or whatever mm-hmm. that, that back-and-forth game was. The atmosphere yet Saturday was nuts. Yep. Number one, I left. I left at about eleven a.m. Yep. The entire city of Cleveland migrated south to Columbus. Yeah. I'm fairly confident that, that seventy-one. Just a. It's all it was was scarlet and gray or gold and green. Yeah. Like I mean, there was it was almost fifty-fifty. 
everybody got along. It was getting anywhere in the city. Like, the city basically shut down Mm -hmm. at, like, 2 o'clock. Yeah. I mean, a good five and a half hours before kick. Mm -hmm. It And it had been going since about 10 in the morning, I was told. Well, they also had the reunion for the 2002 team that was Friday night into into Saturday. So, yeah, I mean, it checked all of the boxes. It was, was, you know, go ahead, Z. Oh, no, I I would say this. Uh, UCLA had eight fans because they played my alma mater, which was a walk in the park. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the point I was making, though, that's true. It's a good job out of you to take shot at your own alma mater, Gibbe. It's fine. But what I was going to say is the um, the notion that, like in college football, that it's about the markets. The markets are irrelevant. It's the brands. Correct. Yeah. Nobody you, nobody in Los Angeles cares about UCLA football, which is evident by the fact that literally there were about 4,000 people there. Um, there were bigger games. I am guarantee Ignatius will have a bigger crowd in the next couple of weeks than what how, you saw in UCLA. Like, how many people would believe that, you know, like Troy Aikman played at UCLA? Oh, I, you don't. I don't even know, or even. I mean, Maurice Jones Drew. Like they've had guys even more recently. They've had sure. super duper star guys. It's, but it's they benefit because they're you know rivals with USC, and so they're going to sure. come along for the ride. It, I think I, I've I've long felt this. I've been in the state since two thousand seven. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, no state does it better. Period. It's the high school football into a Buckeye Saturday into the Browns, and depends on what part of the state you're in. Steelers or Bengals. But that's it. The, the idea that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're booked. And the idea that from now until January, you're booked. Friday, Saturday, Sunday is accounted for in the Buckeye State. This that's is what right. we do. That's what we do. It, what we it do. was awesome. I mean, yeah. uh, the city of Columbus, props to them. They did a great job. Like, there was a crew game going on, too, downtown. Yeah, sure. Like, there was a lot happening. Very f- few incidents everybody seemed to get along well it it rained briefly around four o'clock for like 20 minutes but that was it it was overcast it looked like it was going to rain all night it never did yeah uh and the atmosphere was just it was awesome yeah night game night game out of conference notre dame former buckeyes on the staff it had all of it certainly uh one other big piece of news is you brought this to my attention eastbound and down is back in 2024 apparently yes my theory on that is this Powers doesn't have any more storylines for the Righteous Gemstones, Danny McBride. So he's got to deal with HBO, says, I can do some more Kenny Powers. HBO says, Absolutely. What sure. Are, yeah, we'll take it. I mean, they died at the end of the series. Like, it's over, right? There's nothing left to do. But, ah, none of that really happened. Nope. Let's run it back. We're it back. A dream. It was all a dream. Yeah. It was all yeah. a dream. All right, lots to get to over the course of uh, this week and the next couple of hours as it is a game week edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. Get you set for the Browns and the Panthers as the week goes along. Got to make our selections as the week goes along, our divisional picks, our playoff picks, all of those things will go on. We've got a monster game on Thursday night. You're not going to do better than Rams and Bills. And so the reason that this happened is because of the 17th game, correct? The Rams and Bills, it's the reason that they're playing. Because so that's of the, the extra game. That's the extra game is that there are, are several top in division versus top in division matchups this year because yeah, of the 17th game because they're not matched up. The divisions aren't matched up. Well, so, so this was their game that was the extra game in this one in specific. The way that it goes is you rotate in one division in your conference. So that means every three years you pick up a full AFC. Every four years you pick up a full NFC. And the way that they're doing the extra game is, for example, last year we – we're matched up with the NFC West. Mm-hmm. And so this year, I guess the AFC is matched up with the NFC West. I'm trying to think off the top of my head who are, because we got the AFC, NFC South is on our schedule. Mm-hmm. And then what, Washington? AFC East. NF- yeah, but I'm saying for our extra game is the NFC East. Yes. So we get Washington. Correct, because yeah, we, third, we played the NFC East. 
the conference you play the following year, you play that one team based on where they finished and where you finished. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's how that happened. Yes. Either way, we win because you're not going to do better than Bills or Rams to open the season. All right, coming up next, you'll hear from Coach Stefanski. Our Chief Strategy Officer, Paul DePodesta, will join us at the bottom of the hour. We'll go around the league. John Johnson as well. A little bit of better or worse coming up. We're off and running here on a Tuesday game week edition of Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And there's a new way to cheer on your Cleveland Browns with the help of your favorite four-legged companion, Barky Backers, presented by Milk Bones, the Browns' newest club for pet parents worldwide. Sign up today at BarkingBackers.com. Barking Backers, the fan club for dogs. And there, here's Coach Kevin Spansky at the podium from yesterday. All right, good day of work out here, and we'll continue on. We'll go in for some more meetings and, and a walkthrough uh, this afternoon. But good, uh, good first day of the week. Obviously, with those three days off, uh, want to get the guys out here moving around, uh, a good spirit of practice, and then uh, really hunker down in the meeting room and, and the walkthrough. And with that, I'll take any questions. Kevin, what is today's burden for you? Uh, I think a veteran, uh, you know, was somebody that our personnel staff had uh, looked at quite a bit and just felt like he was a veteran that could add depth to the position. Was Jesse James? Similarly, uh, Jesse was a guy coming out uh, that a lot of us uh, evaluated. He's he, a lot of tape of him out there in Chicago and Detroit and uh, got to work him out, see him up close, see him run, talk to him uh, mentally, really, really sharp. So, uh, again, depth at the position. I think with his role, Tony, he's got to be able to do both, you know, because you're, you're really uh, – a backup uh, to Dave and Harrison. Obviously, there's some, some moments he can, all three of them could be out there together potentially. So, uh, really depends on on what is needed for that game. Do you view Hague as insurance in case Jack isn't ready? Uh, not, not in those words. I just tell you, tackle depth is is really important in this league. I felt like he was somebody that was available that was uh, really a good player. He'll be he'll be back today. Yeah. Hey Kevin, this was of course your third uh, first week of the season. So how did you feel your team is more prepared at this point than the previous two years at this point? How, how would you compare? Yeah, so hard to compare, Jeff. Uh, when it comes to first weeks and those type of things, you know, we, we've tried to be very smart about how you put the plan together. Uh, obviously, had an off season this year, so that was different. Uh, but but feel like the guys have a good understanding of what we're doing on all three sides of the ball. Uh, but now's the time to compete. Kevin, historically, I, I realize it's a new year and you're only focused on this year. But just for whatever reason, historically, week one has not gone well for, for this franchise. Um, uh, it, it seems to be a unique thing. Uh, do you put any extra emphasis or, or do you just try and pretend that that's not even out there? Yeah, I mean, I don't really, I really don't worry about that. I don't. I worry about trying to go one and zero versus a good football team on the road. Uh, I could promise you, there's a lot of guys in here that are brand new to this organization, uh, new players. They, they don't really concern themselves about the past. When you said you have to go through like the whole entire week 
Yeah, not today, but uh, definitely want to see how today's practice went. Um, you know, it's all about for Jack stacking days on top of each other, back to back practices, those type of things. Was there a chance for him week one? Yes. In terms of preparation for the Carolina quarterback, do you rely more on your own observations with him for two years or a little bit of play? In the preseason, you're saying? Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, Baker's obviously a player that, that we know well. Uh, he knows us really well, too, in terms of scheme and those type of things. So uh, I think our players, our coaches, have a real good understanding of, of his strengths. Hey, Kevin, how have you seen David go from great to number one tight end over the weekend? Yeah, he's done a really nice job. Have had a lot of good conversation with David. I think he's excited about it. Um, you know, we're going to be putting a lot on his plate from a physical standpoint, a mental standpoint. I think he's ready for the challenge. With bringing two new guys in this close to opening game uh, what's the expectation in terms of how much you know how much they're able to take in and how ready they're going to be for Sunday yeah it's a good question Chris I think it remains to be seen I think we're working through that certainly today and, and into Wednesday about what they can handle physically and mentally Kevin now, now that we're kind of through and we're through week one how, how big of a difference could it make to have that full off season have like a normal training camp without all the restrictions and yeah guys yeah I think all 32 clubs had it so it's not like it's an advantage that's unique to us but I do think it's, it goes a long way in preparing uh, your football team to play, whether it comes from understanding situational ball, getting extra time uh, in individual periods with your coaches. I mean, we had no shortage of, of individual time uh, with our coaches. But even just the ability to like meet in person more regularly. Yeah, how, how much that, does that help? yeah, I think it goes a long way in terms of just getting to know your teammates, getting to know your coaches. I, I think it's also, we talked about this off the top, I think it's as much pressure there is for the opener. I also think you yeah. can have about as many questions as you want about this one. I, I really yeah. – I have it in my head the way I think we'll approach it offensively and what I think it'll look like because I think it'll be similar to what we've seen, you know, with Baker over the in the Kevin Stefanski year. So I think that that's probably simply what will be asked. We've talked about the Case Keenum game on Thursday Night Football from last year, that potentially that's what it could be. We've yeah. also had Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and Bubble Wrap for much of camp, you know. So, like, those guys are going to be – unfurled as as you get into this game on Sunday but I think the one thing for out there I, and I tell this I'm sure you know you talk about all the time too people what, what do you see what do you see the thing that I keep coming back to is our defense is ought to be terrifying and Miles looks freaking nature-ish even by his own standards he looks ready to dominate and I think this defense is gonna have to be dominant yeah. I think Miles is going to have to have a special season to help us navigate these first 11 games that's just the reality of the situation in terms of what the Browns are dealing with. And so it's good that it looks that way. You get your first opportunity against a team that's got some good talent at the skill positions. DJ Moore, they just signed him to a big three-year extension. They got Christian McCaffrey, who, you know, is the last guy in the NFL to have a thousand rushing and a thousand receiving in the same season, which he did a couple of years ago. They've got talent. Robbie Anderson can run right by you. Terrace Marshall Jr. was very productive down at LSU. He's a big guy, and now he's you know somebody that they're hoping can take a bigger step. He's got Hollywood Higgins, who he knows very well from his time here. This is a it's a good test. It's a line that we should be able to. We need to, we need to control the line of scrimmage, mm -hmm. and we should be able to. Um, and that's going to be key. And yeah, Miles Clowney, those guys together are as good a duo as there is in the NFL, and, and they're going to be asked to get the pressure that allows our playmakers on the back end to go out and make plays. We need to take the football away. We need to be ball-seeking, you know, ball as Kevin Stefanski would say, 
And then we need to capitalize on that and, and not make mistakes offensively and lean on some darn good players in their own right and Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt and Amari Cooper and the chief. So that that's the, that's the mode for it. Yeah, it is going to be a fun one and we'll build for it all week. Uh, one of the men who was the architects of this operation, chief strategy officer, Paul D. Podesta will join us coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Well, the Bath Authority can give you that bathroom of your dreams. You could transform your current bathroom into a custom bath for a spa-like feel. Let the Bath Authority make it a reality for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is our area's premier bath and shower remodeler, experts, and factory-trained installers. If you give them a call right now, you get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399. Or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. They've got the largest selection of bath projects all made in the United States. And in a day, you can change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding. Superior products with expert installers at thebathauthority.com, 216-220-8399. And with that, we head on the hotline for a visit with our chief strategy officer, the great Paul D. Podesta, joining the show. Paul, thank you so much for taking the time. Let's just start just mindset for you heading into this one what's what's game week like you've spent this whole off season uh with many many others putting this roster together and being in a position that that you like where you're at and now here you are what what's this like for you oh you can't can't wait you know so, so late late sunday night i was sending an email to coach Stefanski and ab and uh, it was just titled week one with a bunch of exclamation points um i think everyone's <laughs> always super excited for the year and uh, you know, ready to get going. And I think that's that's certainly the way we all feel this week. Did it feel like an unusually long offseason given everything else that, that was going on and so that now, okay, now we get to play games and talk about games instead of talking about theoretically what this team can be? Sure. I mean, I think that it definitely felt long this year, but I think that actually started with not ultimately achieving what we set out to achieve last year. Right. And, and having that bad taste in your mouth and just not uh, not wanting to wait to get out there again. I remember last January, you know, all of us saying, geez, I, I wish uh, I wish it were September like next week, <laughs> um, <laughs> even though we knew we had a lot of work in front of us. And then obviously we've uh, you know done a lot with the team this year and uh, there's been some noise around it, uh, which we all know. But, yeah, we're ab we're absolutely anxious to get out there and you know, see what this team can do. I think we're, you know, we're excited about the roster we have and, um, you know, feel like we're re really ready to go. Paul, you know, this has been a couple year process uh, in terms of identifying things that needed to be fixed and amplified as the defense has gone along. And we got to look at this defense a lot in camp. Uh, saw him against Philly. Uh, boy, it's long, it's quick, it's interchangeable, it's dominant up front, certainly at the edges with Miles and Jadevian. When you think about, go back a couple of years and think about what you were trying to build big picture with this defense, how close does this get to what you guys were hoping to do? Yeah, I, I think this is really looks like the picture we laid out, you know, a couple of years ago. And you already laid out a bunch of the points. You know, we're long and fast. Yeah, you know, that that was something that we knew we had to do, and we and uh, we didn't really have those attributes, at least on the defense as a whole. You know, a few years ago, uh, we wanted to be able to disrupt the passer, which obviously can, and we really wanted to be able to cover. And we feel like we've got some really terrific corners 
Um, and, and all that's been built, you know, over the course of the last few years. And I think we really saw the defense come together in the second half of last season. Yeah, you know, we had so much turnover in the defensive personnel from the 20 season to the 21 season. It, it was almost like having a brand new defense again. You know, it, it was the second year of our defensive staff, but it was really the first year for what nine of our starters or something like that. So uh, we thought we'd be better in the second half of the year, and we absolutely were. So we're really excited now to see, okay, th this is truly the second year now of, of, a of, of the same defense, the same scheme. Uh, we feel like our guys are playing faster. They have a better understanding of everything going on. Um, and as you mentioned, too, there are a lot of guys who can do lots of different things. So we can present a lot of different looks to various offenses. I think we match up very well. Um, and those matchups may look very different week to week, uh, just depending on what we're seeing on the other side. But I think we've got the personnel uh, to match up. So I, we're really excited to see how this defense plays. And, um, you know, we didn't get to see it all together in the preseason. So I think we're all anxious to see it. But it's, it's not like last year where we think, oh, it's going to take a couple months for this to gel. You know, we think we can be pretty good right out of the chute. Paul, on the defensive side, your starters are back basically at every position with one exception, which is the interior of the defensive line, and that's the one that's gotten the most, you know, outside discussion. How much thought was given to maybe doing something there at the 53-man cut, and how comfortable are you with that room as it is currently constructed? Yeah, I think we like our entire D-line room, you know, and, and we really look at it as a, as a composite. I mean, you, you can separate the interior from the edge guys, but we, we really look at it all together. You know, Jordan Elliott, I think, has made really significant strides. He made significant strides during the season last year, and we're excited about what he can do in, in, a, in a bigger role. Uh, and then bringing on Taven Bryan, and we, and we think we've got the right sort of scheme fit for him. Uh, he's had some years already in this league where he was a really productive player. Uh, we think he can return to that. And then we have a couple of, you know, younger guys, uh, a 21 pick in Tommy Togia and a 22 pick, um, you know, with, uh, with Perry on there in the middle. Sure. Um, and those guys are going to get experience. And, and look, this position in particular, you know, it can take a couple of years for guys to really get their sea legs. Um, you know, the, the interior blocking schemes in the NFL, the physicality, um, it's hard, you know, for those interior defensive players. Uh, there's a lot going on. There's a lot they have to recognize. Um, so it's not just about being big, strong, and fast. Uh, it's, it's, uh, there's a lot of mental games going on there in the uh, in the trenches even though it may not seem like it all the time on tv so it takes a while for guys to get comfortable so we know those younger guys it's, it's still going to take some time but we're excited about you know the the potential both those guys have but we feel that jordan um and Taven, you know starting off are are in good shape for us and and uh you know will give us some good stability there up front paul last one on the defensive side you know last year it was miles it was Jadevian, and then when you get into nickel or obvious passing situations, Tack McKinley was kind of that third DN in our pressure package where we'd have those three defensive ends out there. Has somebody kind of emerged in that role to be that third pass rushing defensive end after we saw, you know, we brought in Winovich and very impressive stuff, quite frankly, from, from our third-round pick, Alex Wright? Yeah, no, I think you mentioned two of the guys that I, I think stand out. And certainly is the way we were putting the, the team together. Those are some of the thoughts we had. We thought that Chase, you know, certainly has ability as a sub-rusher. Again, he's another guy that's had some good years in this league. He's, yeah. um, you know, accumulated a handful of sacks at times. So we definitely think he can play that role. 
But I think the way we're looking at it is more uh, not so much the players that fit into the scheme that we ran last year, but it's really about what our players can do and then the players that we have, what can they do, and then what are the best schemes for us to run given that. Um, sure. So we're really excited about Alex Wright. Uh, you know, we think he's a, he's got three-down potential as a defensive end. Um, you know, on a, again, with all these guys, it, it takes them a little while to get their sea legs. Um, but honestly, he's, he's further along than I think any of us expected he would be. I mean, he was a guy going into the draft that we had circled, you know, two weeks beforehand said, you know, th- this guy's going to be a Cleveland Brown. <laughs> right? yeah. you know, some way or another, he's going to be a Cleveland Brown. So he was a, he was a consensus pick for us. Everyone was excited to get him. But I think if you ask any of us who were excited about taking him, we'd all tell you we're pleasantly surprised with just how uh, how far he's come in camp. I mean, he's I think he's uh, uh, ahead of schedule at this point. So we're he's going to get some opportunities. We'll see what he can do. We're also happy with you know Isaac Rochelle and Isaiah Thomas. Um, I think those yeah. guys have done a really nice job and shown that you know they've got they've got uh, you know potential to carve out real roles on this team. They're both probably more. Uh, base down packages as opposed to you know sub packages but who knows you know that 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 could also change as the year goes on but they've shown real ability in those base packages and um you know they're going to help us win so we we like you know all six of those guys this year so i think we have a little bit more depth than we had previously paul i think outside of quarterback obviously the biggest positional shakeup was at wide receiver and you bring in amari cooper and that speaks for itself but you expect Donovan Peoples-Jones to continue to take strides as he has. Behind that, uh, it's I think it's fair to say it's been a little, and you can correct me, I'm sure you feel differently, but it's been a little up and down in camp with, with uh, Schwartz, obviously. David Bell gets healthy, and that's good. Woods was great early, but then has the injury. Is that room, do, do, is there more to it than what we're seeing? Do you Obviously, you guys believe in it a great deal. Uh, I guess, what are you seeing that we're not from that group early? And I guess speaking me specifically. Sure. Um, well, I think you, you laid it out pretty well. I mean, Amari uh, is a total pro. We're excited about having him. Uh, there's a lot that he can do both on the outside and in the slot. Uh, so I think we'll, we'll probably end up moving him around some as, as the situation dictates, but there's a lot he can do. As for Donovan, you know, this is the first time he's, he's uh, at this point in the year stepping into the number two receiver role. You know, I mean, a, a year ago, it was still, you know, Odell and Jarvis. So, uh, you know, Donovan had a great camp and was really stepping up. And uh, but he wasn't he wasn't the true number two at that point. There were certainly times where he's had to play that role before that. Uh, but he, he clearly is in that role now. So I think we're excited about what he can do this season. Um, and as you mentioned, with some of the younger guys, you know, the draft picks from either this year or last year, you know, they, they've all had some injuries, you know, during camp. Um, and, uh, so that, that I think has sort of set each of them back a little bit. Um, but I think we're confident in all, in all three of those guys. Um, and we, we believe they're going to contribute to us. Uh, the other guy I'd mentioned is Demetri Felton. Um, you know, and, and he, I think he'll end up playing a role in that room. I know he's also playing a role in the running back room. Um, but he's a guy that, you know, is, is really dynamic with the ball in his hands and, and we're going to certainly find a way to get him the ball, um, you know, and, uh, pretty routinely um, because he can, he can make a lot of things happen. So I were, you know, the short summary is that the three younger guys that have all had some injuries in camp, you know, we're just going to have to see how it plays out through the year. That may be a situation sort of like our defense last year that, Hey, they, they may be playing much more prominent roles in the second half of the season than the first half, but, but we'll see. Um, We think that all three of those guys can, 
can rise to the occasion, and, and we really have a lot of belief in all of them. And they all play slightly different roles and have different skill sets, uh, but I think they all have skill sets that uh, certainly that we can use. I think we all know the running back room, and it's the best in the NFL, and we're very excited <laughs> about that. So uh, we'll skip over that and go right to the tight ends, unless there's something you really want to talk about with those guys. But how pleased are you with, with David Njoku? I think he's had a great offseason, had a nice, a, a great practice yesterday, uh, and he and Harrison Bryant kind of forming that one-two punch in that room. Yeah, I mean, really happy with those two guys. And we had uh, an embarrassment of riches, you know, the last – couple years with Austin Hooper also being part of that group Um, but you know we did see at times when we had some injuries to that room over the course of the past two years that when we only had two of the three uh, whichever two they were tended to be significantly more productive you know than when we had all three Um, and that isn't a reason to not have more good players (laughs) you know Um, but I think it, it it certainly gets us excited about you know both Harrison and David and the productivity we expect from them this year in those roles uh you know obviously just signed jesse james too uh, and he's a pro he's been in this league for you know six or seven years at this point and uh you know we have i think a lot of trust in him and what he can also bring into that room um but you know those 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 two headline guys uh you know i think they're they're both very athletic um they're both good in both phases uh, in terms of the run game and the pass game uh, so there's a lot that we can do with those guys. So I would expect that uh, both of them will be, you know, an integral part of the offense. Boy, the, one of the strengths of this team, as long as you guys have been here, and really for the last decade plus, has been on the offensive line. You go all the back to the Joe Thomas era and all the guys that were here, there, and then and then continuing on. A little bit of transition here, obviously, at center, going from J.C. to Nick Harris. And, boy, you want to talk about heartbreaking. Ugh. That's about as heartbreaking as it gets, uh, the injury to Nick early on. That that one just breaks your heart. But you do make a move today as well with Joe Haig, uh, or rather over the weekend with Joe Haig coming in at tackle. Um, is there? I, it caught us a little bit by surprise, Paul. Is there anything? more to that or do you just like the player uh because obviously you're gonna you you have from what i count four tackles now in the mix yeah you know i I think if you were to ask andrew barry he would he would tell you he's a self-proclaimed uh offensive line snob (laughs) uh and i think we all are you know to some degree It's, it's something we you know really believe in just just how important it is obviously in both the run game and the pass game we also think we have two of the best offensive line coaches in all of football, you know, with Bill Callahan, Scott Peters, they've just done an unbelievable job with our guys. And so we feel like we've got significant depth there. Uh, really like our starters, you know, as you mentioned, it was, you know, really, really tough to see Nick go down the first preseason game. Um, you know, otherwise knock on wood, we've been able to stay reasonably healthy. Um, really excited about the year that Jed Wills has in front of him. He's looked fantastic during camp. Um, it's played really, really well, playing confidently. Um, and then, you know, with, with the tackles, you know, Jack Conklin, we're really hopeful uh, to get him back. He's looked really good in practice. Um, he's really close to, you know, being game ready. Um, and until then, you know, James Hudson's played well. Uh, you mentioned we got Joe Haig. We have Chris Hubbard. Uh, we just want to make sure that uh, that we're completely covered in case of any eventuality, right? We we sure. don't want to be in a situation ever where, you know, one spot on the line is compromising how we play offense at yeah. the end of the day. And, um, you know, I think our offensive line is, is good enough and now is sort of deep enough uh, that that shouldn't be the case this year, you know, knock on wood. 
Um, you know, the interesting thing about Haig is that not only can he play both tackle spots, he can also play both guard spots. Uh, you know, we can only carry so many guys on, on game day. So ideally, those backup guys can play multiple roles. Um, you know, we really like Drew Forbes, who unfortunately we lost on waivers, you know, to the Lions. Uh, yesterday, uh, he's a really nice player. You know, he, he stood for everything we believed in. He's smart, tough, accountable. I think he's going to be a good player. Um, but he's a guard, you know, as, as of right, right now. And that's really what the calculus came down to is like, okay, as a, as a backup player, just, you know, it really helps to have that positional flexibility. And, and Haig brings that to us. And uh, not to mention, you know, a few thousand snaps in this league already, uh, whereas Drew didn't have any. So really believe in Drew, think he's going to have a really nice career. Again, hate that we lost him. Uh, we'll be rooting for him. Uh, but that was really the, uh, the thinking behind the move with, with bringing Joe on. Talk with Paul D. Podesta, the Browns' chief strategy officer. And, Paul, let's talk quarterback really quickly. You know, going into this, I know how high you were and this organization was on Jacoby Brissett. Now that he's been here, I, I, it feels like the feelings are even more positive. If you wouldn't mind, talk about him, what you've seen from Dobbs, and then the decision to bring in Kellen Mond. Sure. Um, Jacoby's been everything as advertised uh, and more. Uh, you know, he's, he's a natural leader, not just in the room, but among our whole team. Um, you know, we, we had an exercise during the, during the off season at the end of the spring program where we took all of our players over to the Cavaliers facility for a day um, and had a shooting contest. Uh, and it wasn't much of a contest because Jacoby just crushed Smoked everybody. <laughs> he, he, he was unbelievable. Um, no, he's a terrific athlete, has a really good feel for the game, and he just has a calming presence. Um, it seems like the game is relatively slow to him. He sees the field really well. Um, he moves through progressions easily. Um, he's not rattled in the pocket. He just, again, a very calming presence on, on the field, both in the huddle and, and while the play is going on. So really, really happy to have him. We think we can win with him. Uh, in fact, we know we can win with him. So we're, we're excited to see how this, how this looks, you know, in the, in the coming weeks. And we're going to get an early taste of it because, well, we have three games and, what, 12 days or something like that yeah. once we kick off on Sunday. So, um, but we think he's done a really nice job. Dobbs has, has been fantastic. I mean, I think, you know, when we signed him early, we knew he was very smart uh, and very athletic. And we thought, yeah. you know, we, we need, we, you know, we need more guys at the position and um, as you always do in camp, but I think he's uh, exceeded our expectations. He played extremely well during the preseason um, there are things that he can do that, that can help us win a game. And I think he, he showed that throughout August. Um, and he's lived up to that reputation of being, again, both very smart and very athletic. Um, and then, you know, the decision to claim Kellen Mond. But the reality is this, this position is the most important position in all of sports. And I don't think you can ever stop taking shots, <laughs> you know, yep. on guys. And Mond was a guy we liked last year in the draft. He ended up going in the in the third round. You know, at the time last year, it wasn't necessarily a priority for us, given the quarterbacks we already had on our roster. You know, to go to go draft a guy that high. Um, but when he came available this year, we thought you know this is a guy we really liked. We think he's got real potential in this league. He's also at, uh, a very athletic guy. Um, took a lot of snaps in college. Like he, you know, he's, he's got a lot of sort of playtime under his belt. Um, and we really want to work with him. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, it, obviously for him, these next couple of weeks is going to be about, you know, learning, you know, for the most part uh, behind Jacoby and Josh. And, 
you know, knock on wood, we, we stay healthy and um, he won't be, you know, pressed into duty right away. But, um, you know, we claimed him with the idea that, uh, you know, we think he's got a real future uh, in this league and, and with our organization. So we're, uh, we're excited about his traits, you know, his, his skills at this point and looking to develop them. In a situation like that, where, again, he was drafted by Minnesota in the third round a year ago, not by Quasi Adolfo Mensa, who is now the general manager of the Minnesota Vikings. Who then we know says, him. We know him. Paul knows him very well. <laughs> and he says, you know what? You know, we're cutting him, and I know they wanted him back on their practice squad, but is that a situation where you'd t- be like, hey, what's the deal with this guy? I, well, I think A.B. and Quasi definitely had some of, those <laughs> some of those conversations. But it is hard. I mean, look, we're – obviously good friends with him and rooting hard sure. for him. Uh, but, it, but it is competitive, you know, at the end yeah. of the day. And like you said, they, they wanted him back on the practice squad. So it's a little awkward to sit there and say, Hey, you know, should we be claiming this guy? <laughs> you know, what, what can you tell me about him? Um, but we, you know, we did our homework. We, you know, we did our best to try to uh, learn as much as we could about his time in Minnesota. Obviously our scouts had done a tremendous job on him the year before. So we felt like we had a lot of background information on him going in. Um, and then had the tape from, you know, this preseason. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we, you know, maybe felt a little bit bad about it. <laughs> you know, taking him crazy, but uh, hey, that's, you know, unfortunate cost of doing business, I guess. That's right. Paul, not a lot of homework needed on the opposition quarterback this week. We know this guy pretty well with Baker. And as, as we all know about Baker, you know, emotionally when he can get going, it can be an incredibly positive for him and people can rally around it. What, what do you make about the, the idea of a guy who's been in our building for four years being the opposing quarterback on Sunday in the opener? Yeah, don't, don't love it. <laughs> you know, he's a good player. I mean, yeah. he's, a, yes. he's a really good player. I mean, there's a reason we, we took Baker Mayfield number one overall, uh, and he won a lot of games for us. Uh, won, a, won our first playoff game in 25 years. Um, as you said, Baker, Baker has an edge. Yeah, he has an edge, and uh, that, that helps fuel him. And just knowing him as a person, um, he, doesn't need, he doesn't need the extra fuel uh, this week in terms of us being the opponent. He'd be fired up regardless um, and playing with that edge. But, um, you know, he's as tough a competitor as there is out there. So, um, look, it, it's going to be a tough game. And, uh, you know, un- unfortunately in this league, you figure you're going to run into, you know, ex-players all the time uh, as we do and it was inevitable that if he wasn't going to be our quarterback he was going to be starting for someone else uh, and we were going to run into him it just it happens to be the very first week um, but uh, no look we have a ton of respect for him um, you know and uh, in, in some respects maybe even best that we we get this one out of the way in week one yeah. and don't have to don't have to look to it in the future but I hope he has a great year uh, I really I really do I think we're all all of us who've been with him for four years we're rooting for him and um, you know, want to see him do well. But Paul, thank we, you so we know much. He'll bring out his best on Sunday. I think that's a yeah. Yes. The emotions will be running high. Paul, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it a great deal. No problem. Happy to do it. All right, that's uh, Paul deep, uh. D. Podesta joining us on the hotline. There we go around the league. Coming up at the top of the hour, you listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. There's a new way to cheer on your Cleveland Browns with the help of your favorite four-legged companion, Barking Backers, presented by Milk Bone, is the Browns' newest club for pet parents worldwide. 
Sign up today at BarkingBackers.com. Barking Backers, the fan club for dogs. Uh, we had a long conversation yesterday. Uh, it, it feels like it's time to get the dog for the children, that it's that time to do Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's going to happen. I'm in on that. Yeah, I think we're going to go with, I think probably the way it's going to go is a retriever. Uh, probably golden like a, sure. a nice golden is what we're going to do. That way there could be some fetch, some chase down efforts. Some retrieving. Retrieving of balls. This feels like they're a good time of year to do it. The kids aren't in school, so the blonde can focus on it. Yeah. Um, yep. The weather, you know, other than today, which is just pure crap, should be dry enough. Got to prepare for mud. Oh, I know. More importantly, got to get it early enough that you're not digging snow paths for it. For training. To go outside yeah, at 3 training. in the morning. Yeah. You got to get the you got to get the potty training done early here. If you're going to get this dog sooner rather than later. No pressure. I mean, it, it, the, when, what's the perfect window to do this? Probably Usually now. spring. Because then you have Yeah, but you're all in the muck. Yeah, but now. But I feel right then now. by summer. Or like July probably is ideal. Probably. Probably July. Now that August. you could get it trained by like September, October, easy. Then you're fine. Then he's you're safe. good. Yeah. yeah, he's safe though. He's safe. So this dog is though as we is where's this mm. dog living primarily outside with a piggyback in the entryway of the walkout it's gonna end up staying in one of the kids rooms no question there's no chance it. that that's happening what do you mean it's not staying in the kids room dog is sleeping in boots that dog's gonna stay in him. one of their rooms for sure you think that's a lock lock yep. it's a big dog golden retriever is a big dog yeah, but they're matter. gonna love it we want that dog and whoever it chooses it's gonna be a, a kerfuffle but yeah. it's gonna that dog's gonna choose somebody's room to sleep in, and he, they're gonna love it to sleep at the foot of the bed. It's like a boy and his dog. It's uh, great. That dog, that dog, that dog is gets going so cuddly. To love one boy, and it is going to hate and chew up everything in another boy's bedroom. No, we're not gonna have that. Oh, that's I'm telling you. No, I don't. I don't believe that'll happen. That, that's how it usually goes. How it yeah. goes, brother? Yeah. Just not your room. <laughs> no. No. Right. So no, you but said the boys, the tone are, and they're right gonna away. love it. What's well, their are? Do they all have their owns or is some anybody? Well, going, no, no, they're, they're all, all separate. Yeah, it's going to end up. I'm I'm feeling the dog is going to be Bootsy's going to want it, but the dog I think is going to go with Beamsy. His genteel disposition. I disagree from the standpoint of Beamsy is scared of most things animal, and it's so gonna, I think the one who is going to be most willing to like literally sleep on NBC. the dog will be NBC. NBC. He'll yeah. be. You know that's the way. You think Beamsy is scared of his own golden retriever? I don't think so. Uh, I think so. I think it's in At play. First, yeah, he's going to be more cautious sure. for sure. Yeah, he's going to. Yeah. Bootsy's going to try to ride it like it's like Swiss Family Robinson. He, there's no question that if you Bootsy's enjoy the Swiss go to Family bed Robinson every night, it. angry and yelling that the dog, well, the dog why is, is not, the dog going to the other room? No, yeah. no. We get we're going to have some strict things with furniture. Like we can't have dogs on furniture. Like there's all sorts of this stuff that's going to play. Sure. So we'll see. You want me to take a picture of the dog I found this morning in my kid's bedroom? There could she's be a, the sitting on the couch. Found one? It's now the big girl bed for the don't one dog. Oh, jeez. The dog's going to be on the couch, head on their lap, yep. petting. Everybody's yeah. going to be happy, except for you. Yeah, I won't be. I don't know. We'll see. there got to be rescue goldens, right? I'd like to do that. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's what I need to do. I gotta, maybe that's ideal. Then I don't have to worry about the puppy face. Like you're talking about one that's already like It's like two. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's that might be a tougher find. Tougher it's a ask. very specific find. Yeah, it is. Yeah, puppy. I would think would be too a, re, a rescue puppy. Feels puppy like puppies are tough. Puppies are a lot tougher. Yeah, I, I think you could find a rescue. You just like both of mine are rescues. Yeah. So and Same. they they're awesome. Asa. But you know, if you get the rescue that yeah, ain't 
Our second one about broke us. Forget about us breaking the dog. <laughs> the dog about broke us. Yeah, it's time. It's. I used to have to threaten Asa with the, a one-way ticket on the Shanghai Express. That's what I'd <laughs> see. Wow. Ya. See you later. Be a team player. Gotta help. Help me help you. That's right. I Come on. Give you a great life. Some bites of steak That's every it. now and then. What's Some your snacks? What's your What's your stance on that? Giving it food? Oh yeah. Oh, I'm for that. We did that as a kid, okay, but yeah. we'd always not at the table. Like they wouldn't. Our dogs were never in the house, but like we would take the scraps, the bones and stuff, and then feed that to them. They'd go oh, outside and a little and, plate and crush maybe, it. Maybe. Yeah, if they're, if they're you can have that. Yeah, not yeah. at the table though. We'll do that offsite. Offsite, yeah, sure. Offsite, we'll do that. That's how that'll go. So yeah, you can't have it. I cannot. I'm not having a dog boy. at the table. Oh, this dog's gonna be sitting there like I, this, going like. Oh, oh. Boy, and do I like, wish no. And then Boots, do I strike you as the type that's gonna be emotional? No, but you're not the you're Do not I the strike problem. you as someone who does not rule with an iron fist? But you're going to see the joy that the dog brings to your boys. <laughs> Hold on a second. Look at Hold on I a love second. the dogs too. Hold on a second. Yeah. This is I imagine in your union mm -hmm. that it's not this isn't like a a patriarchy. It is it's a true union and while you yeah. may be resolute as I've seen, I've only been around yeah. this dynamic a few times. Mm -hmm. You may be quite resolute, yeah, and then they have an ability to look at their mother and make a yeah, and then they get then it they happens. Get some of what yeah some. So you're. I will say she's hardened from the time that you saw her because they're becoming more pains in the neck uh -huh, uh -huh. than they were then. Yeah, they were far. That was three years ago, so was they a were while. a lot more yeah. innocent at that yeah. time. Bootsy was. Well, this three. is another reason why we need transformer trick yet. Then you could witness the new situation. Yeah, the new world they, order. They have a better feel for yeah. where we're at. She's right. at the end of a rope a little bit. With the ten-year-old, we're approaching that time. Um, oh, he's right. the trouble. Well, no, I just think like the, you know, they just want different 10, stuff. Like sure. they're getting, you they're, know, they it's like I've always said on the show. I I say yes to everything they ask. From will you coach this? Will you do this? Yes, because there's going to come a point where they hate me. Yeah, I know that's coming. Yeah, you're going to be so probably chest sooner than like. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's all happening. Yeah. Uh, hey, the Steelers are retiring Franco Harris's jersey. This is pretty cool. They're actually going to do it when they play the Raiders. I was actually surprised to find out his number was not retired Same. until shocked. this point. Yeah, me too. Um, so his number is, is not retired, but they will retire it. I like the idea of honoring the number versus retiring it. I like the idea of being able to wear a number again and maybe having some sort of notification. Yeah, of patch. Like a Frank, a if you wear 30, patch. you get a Franco, Franco patch. Franco patch. So org is Golden Retrievers in Need, the Grin Rescue. They've rescued 3,700 golden's adoption process it's all right there available gold who are these guys they got they got me sorted out here thanks to mark bishop he sent us and i mean from one oh. bishop to another boy there's actually i got several of those look at this little bing bing is he ready to go oh uh, buoy buddy brady oh look at these guys sweet little buttercup all right well oh man there you go. charlie charles chuck I mean, they're big guys, though, right? Some of them. Some are puppies. Bing is a puppy. Did you yeah. click on available Goldens? I'll have to do this in the break. Oh, baby. Yeah, some of them are quite old. But, like, you don't want to be too old. Like, no, cause no. Then, you know, Although the timing of that might be ideal. There is a, that way it's not a decade-long commitment. I was talking to my father-in-law. He goes, <laughs> they had a Yorkie. The thing lasted six. God bless her. 16 years. Yeah, but that's a whole life. And man. you're getting another one. No. One and done, one and done. That's why this is the perfect time. You get if I get, I got a ten-year life expectancy, ten to twelve-year. Well, life yeah, but that's why you can't get one that's too old. That's what I'm saying. Oh my God! Look at all the ones Paul's got. He's got six of them. Look at Google. 
they get all sorts of these guys. This is great. Yeah. Um, Steelers depth chart. It's funny. So I had to explain this this morning. PR puts out a depth chart for all the NFL teams, but that is not the depth chart. No. And it gets ran with every stinking year at this it's time. It's ridiculous. People run with it, and, and, oh, this is it. And it's like, well, wait a second. It's just PR putting out a depth chart because do they have to? Is that the deal? It's an unofficial depth chart that has to be posted. Okay. So that's how it happened. So this part of this was the Steelers, everyone panicking that Mason Rudolph was ahead of Kenny Pickett. But then today, they're made available. Pickett's the two. That's right. So that's right. Trubisky's the starter. He's the captain. Pickett's the two uh, on the official depth. How much of that do you think is Kenny Pickett's agent getting hooked mm. and worked into a shoot and calling and going, my client's got to be number two? It's not college football. There's not free transfer. No. So, so I don't think that doesn't matter. Yeah. I think that they're he probably played himself into it. I think the more stunning thing is they basically hung with Mason Rudolph for all those years, you know, trying to pass him off as the quarterback of the future. And, you know, he never nice. was. And so I'm actually surprised Trubisky's the captain. I think that makes it a little tricky if you go to make a switch off of him at some point when you're talking about a captain. That surprised me that they did that. Yeah. Uh, this not surprising. John Harbaugh saying Lamar Jackson is locked in ahead of Week One despite the contract situation after yesterday's practice. So when is the date where he become where they have to franchise him? Is that they don't have to do uh, anything? Next year. Fine, that's next, next year. year. He next basically year. So just, said, "If come Week One, yeah, if it's not done, oh, that was we'll, his deadline. Yeah. Okay, all right. So he will have um, he'll play this year out on the current contract. Then next year he could be franchised twice." Or is it next year once, and then it's the cousin situation? So next year, or he could be franchised next year. He could be franchised the year after that at a massive premium if no contract happens. Honestly, that might be the best for both. And they it seems like the that. Ravens don't yeah. want to do a six-year guaranteed 250 or whatever, and he wants to be highest paid. So he can do he can do franchise, franchise back-to-back, and then be free to be like cousins three years from now. Yep. It's a long ways down the road, man. Yeah. Yes, it is. And you'll have plenty of money if you go that route. Yeah, yeah. His um, their their situation is interesting. I, I, I've seen a lot of the preview stuff. I know you guys have too. And there are a lot of people picking the Ravens to win our division. And I, I think it's out of habit. I, I for, certainly have a lot of respect for them. But it is hard for me to wrap my head around a team coming off of that type of significant injury being somehow better than Cincinnati. I don't see any scenario where Cincinnati's not better than they were last year. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to go to the Super Bowl again, but right. they're a better team. It's just, again, it just is in the event that there's that Super Bowl hangover. People really believe in that Super Bowl hangover. And so I think they're they really if do. it's not the Bengals, who would it be? The next most likely team, given our situation and what's going on with the Steelers, is going to be the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are still quality football team. They don't scare me. No, I. But they're sure. good. Yeah, I, and no. I think we have the perfect defense to deal with them. Well, I think probably not by mis- accident. Not by accident, yeah. our defense is set up for that perfectly. But no, I look. You have you have all the respect in the world for for what they can what they can be. But I also think you also have to acknowledge their injuries were in many instances borderline catastrophic. Oh, no doubt, and they still both work. corners, the running backs, both the quarterbacks, both backs. <laughs> yeah, like. So it does sound like there's a chance J.K. Dobbins could play week one for them. Yeah, what do you have? I said your new Golden's going to be like this looking at you right from the couch, <laughs> staring you down. How little you know. 
the you guys have no idea the resolve that I had with dogs as a child. By the young, by uh, Pops Bishop teaching me the ways. And um, that's fine, in theory. But you, and until you, you're you love those ways? You love the ways of Pops Bishop? Yeah, it was fine. No, in general, I hated him. But in this instance, it was fine. Like I think you, there's a big I difference. do say this. You can't let the – I have too many people I've been around who the dog runs the situation. That's a, I'm not dealing no, with that. I can't run a situation. It's not running any situation. But so, it's, like it's a not part a human. of the fam. It is, but it's not a human. Correct. So you, you that's the difference. police yeah. Well, yeah, they can't have, they, have structure. They don't run amok. Yeah. But a dog sleeping a, in a in a child's bedroom or on the bed at the end. No, no, I don't. I wouldn't even say that at some point I wouldn't mind once we're through the training part. Sure. Like a dog bed in the boy in one of the boys' rooms sleeping on the dog bed. I don't sure. know. That's fine. I'm not gonna have a problem with that. Yeah. Um, but I'm not gonna have running amok. No. Like we're there's not no running amok. No, that's not. I'm, that will not stand. I do think though there's a slightly different situation from growing up on the Ponderosa on like an active farm sure then in a very nice very well, nice community in a very large home in the Bishop I have, estate i don't know about that but i think what i need the key to this operation was going to be the fencing the permanent fencing yeah and that's not done so i'm gonna have to geo track it or something like i do want it's really important for a dog to be outside and be able to run and we have some acreage so you, run amok the the best thing and, and it helps with disciplining them and teaching them discipline and whatnot is the use of the shot collar does that tie into the the uh, geo tracking yeah, so you can go underground fence right but i don't think you need that anymore i think no, you can geo track I, I literally but i also have a handheld like oh yeah it doesn't like yeah if i needed to i could zap yeah. her if she's chasing a skunk per se sure. like she was a month and a half ago um you know something like that where you need to, but like she gets too far just, Boom! Just a little, like uh, just a, the slightest thing. They know, and they'll come right back. Yeah. Well, there you go. Do it a couple. You know, take her. Can you to imagine the, if I get this dog and I send it to Camp Gibby? <laughs> <laughs> Move Gibby in for a month to just handle things. It's fine. Oh, my man. my wife is is pretty darn good at it. I bet she would she, be she, formidable. She's the trainer. Yeah. Like I come I bet in she is and quite formidable. then she's like, what What are you doing? You are doing everything. You're doing everything that I don't want you to do. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh well. Dog seems to be having fun. Dogs have the time of its life. All right, you'll hear from John Johnson uh, coming up next here on the program, a little better or worse, coming up at the bottom of the hour. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Elk and Elk Serious Lawyers, Serious Injuries. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case for you. Elk and Elk's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. And now here is John Johnson and an apparently an appearance by Anthony Walker Jr. at the podium from yesterday. The state of the defense right now in the best possible shape. In the best possible shape to start the season? Uh... I mean, it's never perfect, but I think, you know, we're in a good place. Um, we've got a lot of bonus days, like, to get ready for this one, so I think we're in a good place. What do you think about Kelly kind of taking into it and have you started watching, you know, 
Yeah, yeah, I caught a few uh, um, those preseason games like live actually, and um, I have watched a, a couple things, um, just stuff you see, you know, in social media stuff like that. But we're gonna put a, put together a good plan. Like I said, we got a, a couple bonus days, so that helps us, and um, I think we'll be ready. Coach John, there were some reports last week of some things maybe Baker had said about I'm going to. <laughs> I know Greg talked about it a little bit last week because Baker Eagle said maybe the conversation didn't happen exactly like that. Greg said it didn't matter whether or not it was actually said that you guys would find a way to use that, I guess, as motivation. Do you feel that way? I feel like we're going to prepare, you know, like how we always prepare. I mean, it's week one. we got to win the opener. I mean, we got to go one and no. That's what everyone wants to do. Half the team is going to start with a win. Half the team is going to start with a loss. So uh, we want to be that team, I mean, that team that has a W. So I don't, it's just our preparation is not going to change. When it comes to familiarity, who really has the advantage? The, the, the quarterback who's familiar with the defense or the defense who's familiar with the quarterback? I mean, I feel like I'm a little biased. I'm going to say the defense. Uh, it's, it's one of him and 11 of us. So, you know, we can move her all around and disguise things and different guys can play different spots. So I think we got that, man. Disappointing, man. We had that game one. Uh, we laid down, I'd say, and um, we got to get back to the drawing board and we got to be better than that. It was very disappointing. You don't follow up? <laughs> did did Northwestern win? Yes. We were talking about Boston College all week, y'all, by the way. All week. Oh, we never blame anyone, let alone like one person. You know, it was a collective effort. You know, we could have been better on special teams, could have been better on defense, could have been better on offense as a whole. You know, injuries happen, stuff like that. It's just the name of the game in this league, but um, it's a team game, and um, you can't really put that blame on one person. When you look at Mayfield in preseason games, mm -hmm. you see uh, does he look healthy compared to what the whole year he's played with that shoulder injury? I think. No, I think he's confident. I think um, that was probably a big thing that happened last year. Maybe the confidence wavered a little bit, but looks confident, looks healthy, looks like he's whipping the ball, so it's going to be a challenge. What about him not staying in the Eagles game? Did that hit anybody the wrong way, the fact that he kind of tapped out of that last game? I wouldn't say personally. I know um, I had like a little injury. Um, I missed the previous two games, but I wanted to make sure I came back, you know, just to play with my guys and stuff like that. So, I mean, it goes both ways. It's just the character, I mean, maybe he was hurt. We don't know. I mean, maybe he really couldn't play. So um, I think it's just something we don't know, honestly. Well, Carolina's a very unfamiliar opponent for this team. Mm -hmm. They haven't played them in eight years now. But with May Mayfield there as their quarterback, does it help intensify the focus at all? Does it, does it intensify the preparation at all? Maybe a tad bit, but we got to prepare like we always do. Um, go in there, get a plan, buy into it, study it, study them, and uh, go out there and execute at a high level. That's each and every week. So I wouldn't say that. You know, they got a good group, period. They got good receivers, uh, probably outstanding running back. You know, he's been dealing with injuries, but it's a whole group that we got to prepare for, and we'll be ready. McCaffrey didn't play, I don't think, all preseason. How do you project him into the defensive game plan? Oh, he has tons of tape. I mean, it's not, they aren't just going to go out there and make things up with him. You know, he, he has things that he's really, really good at. Um, I don't think they're going to shy away from those things, and uh, we got to get ready for him. But he has tons to say we can watch. Good stuff from John Johnson there at the podium. The, um, how did your – did, they were talking about McCaffrey there at the end. Did your draft go fall the way you liked, or did it fall good, or were you pleased? You were doing a draft last night. Did you like it? Yeah, I was pleased. I mean, it's tough. We play in all these with all these keepers. So by the time I picked ninth, it was pretty slim pickings. Yeah.
Yeah. Do you have any league that isn't a keeper? No. Where you restart every year? No. no. Yeah. That's a, that's nice. It's fun. Now, first round picks are typically off limits. They yeah. are can't be kept. So that keeps some of the guys up there. But, you know, if you get somebody good in the, you know, fourth or fifth round, like Jonathan Taylor, he'll be back in the draft next year because he was a rookie, he was drafted in the fourth round, and then it was kept and then kept. You can keep somebody twice. That's oh, it. okay. And then they got to turn him over. Go, yeah. Okay. So it's yeah. not like forever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. How about yours? You were picking fifth? I was picking fifth. Um, same group of guys for 21 years. Yeah. Um, bunch of dudes from down in Florida. Um, I was picking fifth. It was fine, but if I felt like it was one of those drafts where everybody I, – I know that this isn't true, but it feels like I would put guys in the queue just so I'd have a list of guys so I wouldn't have to siphon through. And it feels like as soon as I put them in the queue, they'd get picked. And it, by the time Spies. I would pick – Spygate. The, sp the queue was empty. I mean, so it's like, what happened? It went fine. It went yeah. fine. I used uh, our guy, the guru. I used his a lot of his advice. So if he knows what he's yeah. talking about, then I think we should be very the good. The guru does. And I think the guru does. So I think it'll work out okay. But it wasn't – I don't feel like it was the, exactly the way that I wanted it. Plus, I think picking fifth is hard. How many teams is it? Ten. Because you're just right in the middle. So it's like one pick, and then you have to wait. And then it's one pick, and you have to wait. And then it it's sucks. One pick. Yeah, like I love you being can't on strategize. The, I like being I like, on the ends. I do too. You yeah. Back-to-backs. It's hard because you're – yeah, I ended up – Dalvin and Javante, I think, were my first two oh, picks, baby. so that works out okay. But it's, you know. Nothing wrong with that. No, it worked out okay. We'll see. See how it all goes. Uh, all right, we got a little better or worse. Come oh, Poisal's joining us. AP is going to join us for a little better or worse. Better or worse, baby. We'll see if he can follow the rules of the game. That is coming up next. You'll see Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN. Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. It's the, <laughs> it's the regular season. Really is. It's the regular season. <laughs> Rumpke Waits, your cyclic family-owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer or employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more. Time for a little higher, lower, better, or worse. Anthony Poisal with us, our staff writer, joining us. Gebe is here. I like more of a Poisal. <sighs> Poisal? Yeah, I like, like Pete how do you, Rosal. How do you say it? Uh, Poizel. We, this is yeah, back the to the Poizel. Poizel. Poizel? Also, yeah. Gibbs, I don't know if you're trying Poizel, to talk back. Poizel. So, like Roselle. Yeah. Like yeah, Poizel. So, Poizel? You're right. So, what, what Does I was. Does this help you? Does that help? Can you hear that? Uh, Gibbs, no. you want to do a little test run? Roselle. We can hear you. So, that's good. I can't hear Gibbs as well. You don't you need don't to hear need Gibbs. Gibbs. Okay. Well, he's going <laughs> to. He new actually one? does. You're the, the. This is amazing. That's a new one. This is ridiculous. How many, it's the regular season. How many people how does, many it take? does it take to turn a mic on? To get this show going. No, no, no. My mic is on. <laughs> it, it is now. peaking right now. It is well, now. It is now. It wasn't a moment ago. I can't hear anybody now. through here now. But that's okay. We'll, now you can't hear anybody? I can't. No. Yeah, what about now? Now I can. There you go. Okay. <laughs> can you hear anything exciting. I can hear you now, Gibbs. We're set. Unbelievable. So, nobody can hear Gibbs we for a while. We didn't do anything. Stevie and Gibbs are both just, just over there. It's volume like, up, down, up, down. <laughs> no one's got a red button, so nobody knows who's on There's air. There's no on air, off. Yeah, no. Amazing. Is anybody listening? No. All right. Not Scarlet, after this. They're like, Scarlet. they're like, you I guys are supposed are, to be in regular season form. I think those are Hirachis. I just want to know what's like a new form of Hirachi he's wearing. 
different. What am I crying about now? Yeah, what, what were you complaining about? Two-sided well, printing. It's so hard to keep. I'm like, here, I'm here. Oh where is it? What's uh, I'm here. Yeah. I don't know where it is. Is this part of an initiative, a green initiative here at yeah. the program? Are we you, having a green initiative? You, you we're know, trying you to know save what the paper? problem is? Gives we, what? Got, we got new printers. So we did. So The settings are different. The setting is different. And so that's, that's what's true. When we printed, it automatically printed both sides. Which one's the new content? Well, it will say It says content. <laughs> I don't know what your printer is. Oh, it is double-sided. You still can use that, but I can't? Yeah, that's because you suck. See, <laughs> that's where it just gets over the line and oh, ventures yeah. into unnecessary territory. It does. After I'd made a big stink about someone taking my ball and go home. <laughs> you, at least you're on air <laughs> right now, Jimmy. Yeah, it'd be better if he, if he was, if he was off. off. Yeah, not on. The opposite. Oh, whatever. <laughs> You'll be fine. Rub some dirt on it. Peepaw. Peepaw, see? <laughs> Boy, Zell gets it. Peepaw's angry. <laughs> get off my lawn. I will tell a quick story. We you would have loved this. You would have loved this. Is, this would have been right up Peepaw's alley. So when we were at um, – we were up at the lake in, in Michigan and then – uh, Kayla's grandpa, who's called Krampa with a C, okay. he lives about like 15 minutes further away on a, a lake called Party Lake, but not P-A-R-T-Y-P-A-R-D-E-E because -E, it is not okay. a party lake. And he's been on the you know the HOA of the lake in the past, and, oh. and it was very important to him that there was an 8 p.m. no wake rule. Oh, he doesn't want after 8 p.m. no wakes, not even in the Can middle I, of summer. Let me just say, no wake is really slow. Really slow. The motor's not That's even trolling. On. You're, you're, like, trolling. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, eight p.m. You get an eight p.m. No, no wake. It's yeah. Early. And so the reason take an hour to get across. And the we were lake. saying we're like I was like Krampa, why why eight p.m. He's like, well, the official law in the state is one hour after sundown, and he said so. We just picked the average of that. And I said, well, you probably the average of the summer would be the average you're looking for as opposed to the average of the Which year. I, yes, but Krampa's absolutely not. So a guy went out there. We were over there having uh, some little apps and a little just sitting, hanging out, having a grand old time. And as soon as, like, somebody's 745, a jet ski comes out. And at oh, 745, no. <laughs> another boat comes out, a speedboat comes out. And he's, got, he's on this binox immediately identifying the people. And he's oh, like, why do they got to come out here at 745? It was like a great, like, oh my get gosh. off my lawn. And he was like, he That's was awesome. so ready. Like, when we got to 755 and the boat was still out there, he's like, <laughs> get them they over there. They got five minutes. That's what I said. I said, Grandpa, they got five and, minutes. And by the way, in July, it's still sun. By the way, it was still, still sun. sun. Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah. Of course. yeah. But that means like in the peak when sundown's 9.03 or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. The whole last hour. hour they're out. Sundown. Yeah. You're How no, did he get no that way. through? He was, the, he was the prez. Wow. That's a it's powerhouse never been, move. Never been taken out. To do 8 o'clock. And then he told us there was one guy, one time, and this was awesome. So like, he's not a boater. I told He is. He likes, but he goes on. He's not an intense boater. He goes, he's got his pontoon. He likes to just putter around the lake. Puddle around. Yeah. So does there a morning curfew as well like no wake before i asked nine? that great question i asked the same question yeah. i said and he's like well people just you know common sense in the morning like which is basically nine is what he said how, how big is this nine lake? it's big enough that you could tube on it whatever but it's one of the many small there's a billion of these yeah. lakes in michigan okay it's big enough that you could get out there and do some things it's not as big as the lake that uh kayla's dad's cottage is on but yeah. it's it's uh, you could do whatever you want out there you could jet ski you can tube, yeah. you can water ski um I just thought it was hilarious, and he said one time when he was the president, like back in the day, because uh, you know his wife was like, just let the people have fun on the lake, and he, said, oh, no, no. he wanted no part of that. He didn't want to hear that. 
So he said that one time a guy violated the rules. And so he got him on camera, which I had with my old VHS Come like, on. on the sheet. So I videoed him, and then I went to his house. And while I videoed him, I said, I got a tape of you breaking this rule. If you ever break it again, blah, 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 blah. And the guy – Oh, my And he goes, never broke the rule again. Hi, Krampa. Jeez, I know, Krampa, formidable. Wow. Yeah. yeah, he's a stud. All right. But I feel I like Gibby, I feel like. if uh, Krampa or whatever it is shows up at my door telling me that I've done something. <laughs> what do you <laughs> mean? You guys yeah, would, be take that, take would be peas in a pod. You'd be peas in a pod. Nice little video no, wait, tape what are you complaining about? <laughs> cram it somewhere. I don't think. Uh, you would be on a zero turn to Krampa to have those binocs. And they're like the most powerful binocs you can buy. So, <laughs> And it was almost, they're so powerful that you could like. If you think about it, you're seeing so far across the lake. Yeah, right. Like it's right here. You could read the numbers on the of like course. the lights and plates on you know cars apart. You know what needs to happen to this guy? What? Sopranos. Pull the boat up with the giant speakers and just start playing like <laughs> opera. Music. Grandpa is not to be trifled with. Just hey, like you're no, not to be trifled. No, yeah. There's no He's way. Not to be trifled just with. Just a bunch no of way. music. Just a bunch of loud music. That was, uh, that was a baller move out of Tony. Noise the boys from Speaker City. Yeah, that's right. Speaker How about City. There? Speaker City. <laughs> I had a Speaker City t-shirt for a long time. That's great. So good. Great company. Oh, man. All right. All right, Gibby, what printer am I supposed to print to on here? I, I don't know. I don't care about your printing needs. It's higher or lower. Who's higher or lower, <laughs> better or worse is this? Better or That's worse. Right. Higher or lower. This is Poizal's maiden voyage on higher or lower. Is better this your higher or lower? Did you do the No, this is list? not mine, but we're going to talk about it. This is from Dan Hanses. Poizal. Dan Hanses. NFL.com, kids. Would you All say? Right. Poizal is, is already, he did like, you did like study of this. You've looked yeah. at this I did previous. take a look. Did you not take no. a look? No. Okay. Well, here we, we go. We fly by the seat of our pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't look I mean, give send me a list. I figured I had to take a look. I appreciate you taking a look. No, of course. I'm not reading I did my research. All right. No. Two quick questions, please, Al. Would you say that the number 20 is a higher number than the number one? What, what does that mean? Exactly. What? Exactly. Would you say that a first-round pick is a better pick than a seventh-round pick? What kind of questions are these? See, this is why that's a straightforward question. Happens, Pretty Poizel? straightforward. Yes, a very yes, absolutely. Yes, like, so I'm like, like, is there like a trick here? Like, no, that's because this is so confusing. <laughs> he wants us to all of a sudden say that a team that's ranked twentieth is actually lower than a team that's ranked like third, even though twenty is a bigger number, right? If you're yeah, yeah. Step, oh, step, I step. see what you're saying. I'm yeah. saying okay. better or worse really simplifies everything. Yes. are they better? Are the Raiders better? Than you the know, Bears. Gives, or are they higher than the Bears? Yeah. Listen, I don't know. They're in Vegas. Maybe they are. Poizel, answer time. carefully or this will be your first and last well, appearance. <laughs> Stevie said, agreed with I'm us. Just say a and fact then Stevie well, he's right went his, right back. He's right at his hip there. now. I yeah. mean, yeah. it's so close to keeping yeah. track at any did point. did have to specify in the email what higher meant. Exactly. But exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, I figured higher rights. meant higher on the list. So I want to come back on higher or lower, by the way, Gibbs. So keep me coming. Poizel knows. Better right. or worse. Higher or lower, Dan Hanses, NFL.com. Play the traveling music, Madison. Oh, it's and if you have been, I can't it has hear been. it. We can't hear it. Well, that's here. a shame that you we can't hear it. We can't hear it. So you guys can't get on the air and you can't hear it. Bastion. Bastion of quality right here. What a situation. I mean, it's amazing it's that adding a second person into the mix has it's like thrown Gibe into complete chaos. The he has more operation. help now. No. And now it's yeah. just total chaos. I'm just chaos. telling you. Like, we, but he doesn't have time to write the winning mix. <laughs> no, we're not writing the winning mix. You're writing your winning mix. Nobody asked you to write the winning mix, by the way. Yes, really. <laughs> it's weird. It's funny. Funny. <laughs> Nobody asked. Funny us. how that. Funny how that came down. <laughs> 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 
for what? It's a union. It's an unholy Can union in there. <laughs> hey, what do you think about uh, what about what about uh, make a long field goal? Nah. <laughs> I'm gonna write you a winning mix. Right we'll, we'll get some. We'll get some clicks for you. You made the one that get we'll, get you, we'll get you yeah. some clicks yeah. this week. If you wrote uh, it, it would blow up. Hey, I got one. Give baby like, Stevie. I got one. Score more points than the other team. Can't lose that oh way. Oh my god. Perfect. Print. Print. That's that's how this will go. <laughs> First and foremost. I'm Dan Hansis's power pole. Boys out, we're going to start with you because my other two hosts oh, have yeah. mailed it in for the they day. The, the Cleveland Browns are ranked oh, God, 22nd. Should they oh. be higher, closer to number one, oh. or lower, closer to number 32? Uh, I think they should be closer to number one, but not by much. So you think they're better? Uh, I, do, higher, I do think they're Boisel. better. Yeah, he I think they're, they're better. better. Oh, well, man. when I look at the teams that are in front of them, I'm like, okay, um, I, I can see why they're ahead of them right now. Um, I would say I'd bump them up above the Steelers at 21. Amen. Uh, and then I think the teams after that, let me pull it up real quick. The Higher well, you have it right here, Poisel. Zagura. <laughs> yes, we're better. There we go. So like We're the, better. I mean, the Vikings, Dolphins, I think you can make an argument that the oh, Browns are still order. better than them. But, better. I mean, I see why they're, they're ahead of the Browns right now. To say something is higher invokes "Come on, baby, light my fire up. by the doors." Bishop, fronted by I, we're better than Pittsburgh. Yes, um, we're definitely better than Pittsburgh. I don't I think know. We're it's slightly. Funny, it's like I'm we're better than New England. Over. I think we. I think we. It's fine. We should be around twenty, nineteen okay. or twenty, that's somewhere I, in there. Yeah, that's why I, I agree. Um, we're better than the Titans. And I I'm also think. I also think that you're going to. I mean, are you ready to say that before you've seen yeah, Jacoby in a week one or week two game that they, that they're, that they're better than the Titans? Well, here's the deal, though. We I mean, are it's better. All, this than is the all Titans. arbitrary, anyway. <laughs> I think the the big key to this operation. We don't play them this year. I'm not saying they won't be eventually, but like, can you say that right now? Here's something know. you're going to see. You're going to see us handled this way for a while, and we talked about this That's in all seriousness. Fine. Like, we're we're the villain. So this is now I never bought into that. I never bought into that. I don't buy into Cleveland against the world. I don't buy into that. I think a lot of people have are are fine and or indifferent or whatever. Yes. But I do think in this instance, there is going to be a little bit of a villain situation. So I think we'll be lower. Higher or lower? The NWO theme is our traveling music. That would be good because that's who we are. That's the heels. Number one is Buffalo. We've talked mm. about Buffalo a lot uh, here in the off season. We go to number two, and those Los Angeles Rams. Number two, Zagura, higher, lower, or just right? Well, to be the man, you got to beat the man. They are ranked number two, and I think that is. I, I'm fine with that for now. Somebody's got to knock them off. Well, shouldn't they be number one if they're? Yeah, the man? they got to be knocked off. Yeah, but I think the Bills are number one. So I'm saying after the Bills. Than the Rams. Yeah, we'll we'll find out on Thursday. And the hell is one two? Oh, oh, it's is. so hard because Fish it's up. everywhere. Los <laughs> so they have, the, they have the Rams too. I've got and this got simplified, and I have it on my laptop. All right, here's the deal. Thank you. I've got it on my phone. Well, two I'm not. I'm not somebody. I'm not. I, it always <laughs> bugs me when people are like, "Oh, well, they they're they're the champion until somebody beats them." Like teams change, right? So, so you don't like Ric Flair. I love Ric Flair, but that's a little different because he's the same Ric Flair every time. He to hasn't be the changed. Man, you got to beat the man. Right. He Woo! is the man, though. He's yeah. not. He's he thinking of other people that are, have to also be considered not the here. the men. Um, I don't think that – I think that this list, quite frankly, if I could find four, five, and six, <laughs> there it is. Um, I think it's really skewed NFC, and I don't buy that at all. So, no. I, I think the Bills right. are number I, one. Yes. 
and then I would move some AFC teams up into this. Um, I do not understand why there are three a and four NFC teams in the top six for Dan Hansis. Yeah, that's San a lot. Francisco three with Trey. Outrageous! Lance. Here you go. Come on. Hi. Here we go. The Chargers number two, Rams worse. Chargers better. Mark me. Chargers second. Big leap, eight and nine. That's a huge. Rocket you'd, put, you'd put them at second right now. Yeah, Zagura's. He likes them. They're I mean, I think them. they have the potential. They're I loaded on roster. offense. I think their coach they added Khalil short. Mack and J.C. Jackson. They got Derwin James back yep. healthy to that defense. So you got Mack and Bosa now. You have great corners. You've got a great playmaking safety. Like, I like okay. that. I think I can actually buy on to that. <laughs> What's not to like? I think you I trust that coach. I think He's sometimes tricky. people are worried about the outcome rather than the process. He's a little aggressive. I don't know if he needs to be so aggressive this year, given the talent influx. Last year, their defense right. wasn't great, and they had to try to make up for that. This yeah. year, their defense should be great. I would be fine with – I don't have a problem with the Rams at two. I just think the uh, other NFC teams are a little yeah, too many. The nine, so, the are we still on the Rams, or can we move on to three? Yigs? Or, or, I don't know how this works. You do whatever you want, Flavio. Well, okay, we're going to move on. Out, we, can, we can have an airing of the grievances that somehow uh, the San Francisco well, 49ers are number three. The Niners at three lower uh, was – I, I mean, it. that's definitely lower in my opinion. That yeah. was the most shocking team on the list, considering that we haven't really seen a whole lot of Trey Lance. I'm a big worserer. Yeah, worser. 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 Yeah. They're worser. Nick. Next. I don't even believe the Niners are higher or lower. <laughs> My dad, by the way. Oh, uh, let me scroll down Not. to number seven. The Kansas City Chiefs. Hold on, I have to flip through three pages. Is it here? Yeah, I got it. I all got right, it. So, just so you all get, get up it. to speed here. Number four is Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Number five is Cincinnati. Number six is Green Bay. It takes us to number seven in Kansas City. Zagura, higher, lower, or just right? Better. I think we're sleeping on Mahomes' greatness. Mm -hmm. I think, in fact, his I, greatness got somewhat lost a little last year in trying to wait for Tyreek Hill, trying to make the big play in the preseason. He was completing passes to everybody under the sun, taking what they give him. I think he's going to be nasty. I think they've got a good combination of Marquez Valdez-Scantling can take the top off. You still have Kelsey. You bring in a Juju. Sky Moore. Yeah, Sky Moore. Oh, baby. Hey, I think they're going to be pretty good. Higher, lower, just right. I could make an argument there, too. I could have him as high as two. Uh, yeah, they're they're better than seven. Boys the the uh, idea that the Packers are ahead of them and the 49ers, come on. Yeah, yeah, I'm also on the higher train as well. Um, I mean, I do think we're sleeping on Pat, but I also think that's that's sleeping on Travis Kelsey to not be uh, as good as he has been. Which I know he's getting older, but uh, Travis Kelsey is Travis Kelsey, uh, and he's been he's been the dominant teams last few years. And then I mean, Juju, it, I know he's been quiet, and the injuries the last couple of years have really hurt his production. But his quarterback is Patrick Mahomes now, and that's a better quarterback than. Ben Roethlisberger. Current Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback than Ben ever was in Juju's career. So, um, and I think he's still young. I think he, what, he's like 25, 26 years old. Uh, I mean, he's – I think they have what they need to, to make up for what they need for Tyreek. And so I would put the Chiefs at, at number two or number three as well. Next. Higher or lower. Final one on this Tuesday. Denver's number eight. The Chargers, number nine. Number mm. ten. Baltimore Ravens. Ravens, higher, lower, or just right? Poisel, lead us. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with just right for now, just because I, I think I mean they're gonna be a really good team still, but I, I don't think the teams that are in front of them with ju just the teams you just read off the Chargers, the Broncos, like I think those teams are all still better than the Ravens. I think uh, a big I mean the biggest question mark with them obviously is just what what can they do in the pass game with the receivers they have. Uh, I mean, are we do, do you really think James Prochet, Devin Duvernay, and those guys are they gonna be able to? 
have big years and like they I don't think they've shown that. Uh, they Bateman will be a dude. Year. Bateman will be a dude, but and I I mean I, I know they still have Mark Andrews uh, and Isaiah likely made a lot of noise in the preseason, but um, I, I, it's still a big question mark. And and then I think um, you know Ronnie Stanley, uh, how fast he's kind of able to come back and start the season. I think he just had his first practice uh, a couple of days ago, but. You know, that's the, the offensive line was a big problem for them Zagura, last year. So. 30 seconds, higher, lower, just right. Worser. I, I think the Eagles are a better version of the Ravens. Same. With better talent. I yeah, they got better. a better offensive line. Yeah, Way better offensive they're not, line. They, they had huge injuries, man. It's not like they had hammies. Yeah. Ligament tears. Yeah, that's right. In a lot of places. Good job out of you, Poizel. Poizel. Hey, I'm looking forward to the next time. Well, oh. Of better than one, right better back. or worse. Oh, he gets it. <laughs> he got he gets it. Poison. Big points. <laughs> so much more to come. You're listening yes. to the Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Well, we got a game week on our hands, my friend. We have coach tomorrow. Let's go. Right in the 1 o'clock hour. Scores. A game on Thursday. Scores are coming. I just coming. got like a, like a happy shiver through my So body. exciting. The scores, the scores. By the way, last year, folks, for the, like the 12th consecutive yeah. year, combined about 80 games over 500 last year for the, the entirety. That's running through the playoff Super Bowl. You're welcome. You keep saying it can't keep going on. That's the shit. And shtick. yet, and yet, it does. This is clearly the year it won't. This is the year it all falls off a cliff. No way. I did the uh, I did the college uh, over the weekend. How'd you do? Eight and three, out of the gates. So why is this the year it's falling apart? I don't know. You never know. Just wanted you expectations medium, and then blast through. Listen, we're either going to be very valuable as we always are, or we're going to be very valuable and the, do the opposite. So either way, you're either way you win. There's yeah. no question. Yeah. The next level is coming up next. We're back tomorrow. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.